Welcome back to Passion Unlimited Podcast. This is your co-host, Coach Michaela Logue. And psychotherapist and author, Gianni Adamo. Welcome to February Love Month. This is Wired to Love and Be Loved, Part 2. You probably already listened to Part 1, where we talked a little bit about the chemistry of love. Today, we're going to be covering how to strengthen that chemistry, that friendship in your romantic relationship. Ah, I know, Gianni, this is love month. (laughs) Valentine's is looming. It's coming up. We're all planning and prepping how to have more of a romantic time during Valentine's Day. But what do we want to really deliver to our listeners today? So today we're going to be focusing on some of the nuts and bolts to Mm -hmm. make that love life flourish and to be a lifelong romance, not just for today or for this week that's Mm -hmm. Valentine's, but forever. Forever. We like the forever. And so if you are looking to build a strong friendship so that you can have a lifelong romance, lifelong love, keep watching and keep listening to this episode. That's right. So, Michaela, we've all heard that and we know that all relationships hinge and are founded on trust. Yes, we do. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, if you're going to have a friendship with your lover, if you're going to have a friendship with your fiancé and your husband and or your spouse, you must come from a place of friendship and that friendship is built on trust. So let's talk about that word trust because boy, is it tricky. Mm -hmm. So if we think back on, you know, our best friends, what are some of the things that we love about our best friends? Well, I know for me, my best friend, I need to be able to trust that they have my best interest at heart, Mm -hmm. number one, Mm -hmm. and number two, that they have my back. That's correct. Right? That's right. Some of my experiences have been when I have been at my worst Mm -hmm. and I've had people who maybe were in the periphery, they were acquaintances and Mm -hmm. they've stepped up. I remember when I went through my divorce, Yes, I I had three best friends at the time. Mm -hmm. One of them continued her relationship with me and was there for me. Two of them disappeared. Wow! The yeah. moment you got divorced, yeah. it was bye-bye? Yeah. Wow. I did not hear from them. They did not return my calls. They did Damn. not answer me. Uh, but yet, there were women who were acquaintances. Mm-hmm. They stepped up. They were there for me. They called me. They visited. They were in communication. Wow. They supported me when I was down, when I was confused, when I was grieved when I was going through a life-changing experience. Yep. So those women today are, are still friends because I know I can trust them. Absolutely. So the trust in a friendship, in a, in a, in a everyday friendship, is mm-hmm. the same as the trust in a romantic relationship. That's correct. Do you all agree that having the person that you are in love with and are in a relationship with Do you agree that having that trust in place is a foundation to have a strong friendship with them? I know for me, one of the things that I test in every one of my relationships is, do you have my back? 
Do you support me? When things are going a little bit crunchy, when things are a little bit tough, are you there for me? And vice versa. Mm -hmm. The question is posed to me as well. Am I there for them? Do I have their back? That's correct. Right? That's right. Because it's a two-way street. Absolutely. And so trust is one of the major aspects that we want to bring to your attention today in building a strong friendship, number one, Mm -hmm. in your relationship so that your romance can build from there so we if we unpack trust within trust there is this reliability component oh good one the reliability how reliable are you as a romantic partner is the question coming from life coach Michaela (laughs) how reliable are you and how reliable is your partner to you Mm -hmm. that's correct and the reliability exactly it's both ways it's how reliable you are to your partner, how is re- how reliable is your partner to you, and how reliable are you to yourself? Oh, <laughs> you know what? Being a man or a woman of your word yeah. creates a foundation of that reliability mm-hmm. that my darling therapist Gianni is talking about. It's interesting because when you have that reliability, you understand that you don't have to question whether that person will show up for you. That's correct. You don't question it. You, you don't, know it, right? You know it. And when you have mm-hmm. a BFF, Gianni, mm-hmm. and you've known them and you've interacted with them and you've been with them, do you question whether that person will show up for you or not? No, I don't question it. You just know that they're going to be there. Yeah. And that's been based on experience mm-hmm. and time that you spent with them. Yes. Another component of, of, um, of trust is boundaries oh tell me a little bit about the boundaries thing because that's a little bit of a newer concept for me Mm -hmm. and it's you know do we have boundaries in this Mm. relationship how does that show up exactly (laughs) because i want to hear because just by the look on your face i can tell that this is a juicy subject all right so what are you talking about when you say boundaries so so in a romantic relationship um obviously sometimes there's a partner who may be more controlling Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. another so oh, that happens yeah exactly yeah. so basically the controlling partner has low boundaries <laughs> and or has no boundaries or has no boundaries exactly which is even worse <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. so they keep getting um involved and in doing things that they shouldn't be doing and making decisions even worse without consulting their partner oh. and thinking that they had all the right to make that decision without a conversation. Oh. And so this stuff deteriorates the level of trust in that relationship. You know what? You're so right. It's funny. I never associated boundaries and someone stepping over your boundaries and related that back to trust. Mm-hmm. It's funny because... Not funny, haha, but funny, interesting, yeah. right? Because for me, inherently, when I meet someone, I was single and I was dating. When I met someone, I always communicated upfront immediately what my boundaries are. But many men and women, when they get into relationships for the first time, don't always express those boundaries. So what if your partner doesn't know what your boundaries are? What do you think they should do to start to create those boundaries in the relationship many times we don't know we need these boundaries until we have an ouch 
that's the problem. We kind of yes. have our own expectations and our own <laughs> ideas oh and God, needs, yes, yes. but we don't know that somebody doesn't have boundaries until they're making decisions for us without having a conversation first. Right. And so. don't and don't you think that there's a there's an aspect of really knowing yourself fully, mm -hmm. really doing taking inventory of who you are and knowing yourself because when you know yourself, you know what your boundaries are. You know mm -hmm. what you like and what you don't like. Mm -hmm. And the biggest gift you can give your partner is sitting them down in a very light way, right? Very with with love and generosity and letting them know what your boundaries are so that they can win. Set them up to win. Oh, absolutely. Right? I'm definitely uh, I'm uh, I am one of the, the therapists who absolutely helps my clients to speak up, to know how to express those needs, to express their boundaries yes. in a way that's non-judgmental. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, so as we have um, a level of closeness and trust in a relationship, this fosters transparency and actually strengthens our sense of security as human beings, by oh. the way. I because, love you. Yeah, you feel by the way. safe and secure. Yes, I love you because that's exactly. That's ex I was looking at you and I'm like, oh, I'm looking at her and I just get little stars, Aww. little stars because that's a perfect segue. That's exactly it. Don't we all want to feel safe mm -hmm. in the relationship? And doesn't love grow out of that safety? Yes, it does. How does that show up? You think? Um, actually, there's a few more things that love and relationships do for us as human beings. Yes. And it's also, it bridges a sense of belonging and purpose for us. Does it? So now we've got oh. security, Yep. a sense of belonging and purpose. And all of this creates also and helps us to regulate our identity. Oh, you're getting into some tricky waters here. What I are we know. talking about? With when you talk about identity, mm -hmm. what are we talking about yeah. here? As human beings, we need a mirroring effect to actually know who we are and our boundaries and what's right, what's wrong, and you mm -hmm. know, you know, who are we? Yeah. So part of that whole thing is when we are children, parents will mirror back to us, behave, you know, like they'll reward behaviors that they want to see more of. So they're conditioning and training us. Um, and helping us to express who we truly are. Right. Um, while if we lie, if we're stealing, they're usually going to have some sort of punishment to make sure that we don't repeat a those consequence or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there is a sense of your identity is being regulated within the relationship you're in. This is why, like, our parents would have said to us, you know, like, you know, watch who you hang out with. Birds of a feather flock together. So right. Sooner or later, you're going to start acting and talking like that group. So whatever it is that your parents did not want you to be hanging out with, they will let you know. Right. Because they don't want you to go start lying, smoking pot, or you know, whatever, drinking yeah. alcohol, yes. and having sex at age 13. Right. You know? so, yes. Ouch. So this is stuff. Mm -hmm. Yes. We as human beings, we have this mirroring effect. And this is why when um, something horrible happens, you know, like in, in France, uh, the truck that ran through, the, you know, and killed all these people, yes. we grieved for them here. We felt their pain. And that so then we were, ago. so it was being mirrored to us mm -hmm. what and happened when, over there. Yeah, and when okay. we had the killings here, all these school shootings and stuff, they feel it in London. They feel it in South America. They grieve for our children and our families. Right. So yes. this is a mirroring effect. It is all part of our humanity, humanity and, and our human experience. And we okay. cannot deny who we are. 
even though we try, <laughs> but we we are all interconnected. Right, and our relationship, mm -hmm. believe it or not, the status of your relationship today is a mirroring of how you may be showing up. Mm -hmm. So it's something that's something for you to look at to really just take a quick look in the mirror and say, all right, who am I being and how am I showing up and how is that being mirrored back to me? Yes, exactly. In the relationship. And all of that creates what? So, Gianni. But once again, coming back to our topic right now, which is the topic of trust. Yes. What we're creating are trustworthy relationships. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. That's what we're on. <laughs> yes. That's what we're on here. Trustworthy oh, relationships. Trustworthy relationships. Because when okay. you have trustworthy relationships, guess what happens? We can let our guard down. Huh? You mean we're able <laughs> to bring those great wall of China down <laughs> oh. in the relationship? Yes. Oh my God. You know how difficult it is for many people to let their guard down. Yes. Right? When yes. they feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And you can really only let that guard down when you have a solid foundation of everything that Gianni has shared mm -hmm. so far is the trust and the reliability mm -hmm. and the safety, the safety, the boundaries, right? The boundaries. Because in that space, you mm -hmm. can play together. Ooh, ooh, now she's getting to the nitty gritty, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting somewhere. Talk to me about, <laughs> talk to me about that playground. That's my favorite yes. part. You can play Yeah, together. you can let your guard down and play. If, if we watch children playing, they're not watching oh. for strangers who are going to snatch them in the playground. They're not looking. Unfortunately, that's the world we live in, but exactly. yes, they're not. They're not. They're living in the present they're moment. They're laughing. They're jumping up and mm -hmm. down. They're being silly. Mm -hmm. They're poking fun at each other. They are just living. That's They're correct. being. Mm -hmm. What if we can create a scenario, an environment of safety in our relationships such that, such that you can play. That's right. You can play and you can um, horse around and be children with, you know, like be childlike within your relationship. It's actually quite necessary to keep love alive. Um, in fact, for my empty nesters. Mm -hmm. Empty in, nesters, yes. okay. Yep. The empty nesters who come in to, you know, to seek therapy after their children have left, mm -hmm. that is their number one priority. And that's what I get them on, to start creating lists of fun things they can start doing together. They have, usually they, what happens is they have been lost in yes. roles of caregiving yep. and provider. Right. And that's now 20 years in the making and they have forgotten their us because it's all about the work and the children. Yes. And so now we have to start all over again from ground zero mm -hmm. on rebuilding their friendship and their companionship because they've been great partners at taking care of the family, yeah, family yes. and responsibility. But yes. now it's about fun. I, right, right now, if you guys could see me, I'm just loving this so much because what you're talking about is companionship. We don't always think, especially people who are single looking for love and people who are married and in love and already in a committed relationship, we don't always look at our partner as a companion. Mm -hmm. But that's part of marriage. Isn't it? Marriage yeah. has three very strong factors in it. Um, companionship, mm -hmm. passion, and commitment. 
Hello, commitment. Yes. I was waiting for the big C word <laughs> to come up because I knew we were going to get to look. Look, when when we have the strong foundation of trust and safety, reliability, boundaries. When we've done this, when we we're trying to build a strong friendship with our partner. Once all of this stuff is is there, doesn't this solidify the commitment? Right. Yes. Well, again, the commitment is the choice part of love because we've heard ah. love is a feeling, and mm-hmm. but then love is a choice, and the choice is really the commitment. The big C, the big C. We don't always think of a commitment as a choice. We think, well, it's a given, yes. and it isn't. No, a given. No, is it's it? a choice. It's, it's a, a choice. choice. They committed that both partners will make when they are in that relationship mm-hmm. you must choose to be committed to that person now if monogamy is not for you then maybe this conversation you know this conversation may or may not fit for you however if you are committed to each other and created an environment of trust and safety and boundaries and knowing who you are and knowing how you're showing up and being there for that person and just being BFFs with that person then the next choice is i am committed to you because you are my best friend mm-hmm. and the commitment part is i've got your back you've got my back no matter um, what exactly being committed as one unit especially for those of you who are married it's your want two people operating as one unit and what the power of commitment does it it protects a healthy exchange uh while placing two people on equal ground mm, okay so I like commitment that. is Two people on equal ground, getting each other's back. Equal, gr- I love the equal ground mm-hmm. thing. Many people say, you know, um, I don't feel like it's, it is an equal situation between myself and my spouse or myself and my relationship. And that equality really does make a big difference. Yes, yes. It solidifies the commitment, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, can, I can take this one more level deeper and it's mm-hmm. that it's in the safety of the commitment and in the committed relationship, that vulnerability is safe. Ah, oh, so now you're okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. To let that wall yes. down and, and share your deepest secrets and feelings and dreams. Yes, exactly. And bring right? your attachment needs to that person as well. Oh. Remember those attachment, attachment needs, needs from, from last the, week? From previous episodes. <laughs> yes. If you guys want to know what we're talking about, go ahead and listen to the previous episode, episode uh, part one of Wired to Love and Be Loved. So I love this. So, so, now we're, so now we're entering into how to reinforce this trust and the commitment that we are really fostering growth in our relationship. How do we now, what tips can we give our people who are here with us, how to reinforce the trust and the commitment? Okay. I had a couple come to me a few years back Mm -hmm. and there was an issue with betrayal. Mm -hmm. The wife had 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 an affair, it was in the past, it was not a current affair, it was in the history. And, but the husband had only recently found out about the situation. And obviously it destroyed him, mm-hmm. it uh, traumatized him. They spent a few weeks trying to like see if they can resolve this on their own. And ultimately they called me. Right. And they came in 
and we worked about six to eight months together okay. to resolve this betrayal issue. Mm -hmm. And part of their work was to redesign a marriage based on transparency and gratitude. Wow, that's powerful. And, yeah, yes, because she had already, it was the woman, the wife who had had the affair. The affair had it was no longer happening, so there was no issue there, and she had already given him, prior to coming to see me, all of their passwords and, you know, access to all her things so he, so he could see there's nothing going on. Um, so in that six to eight months time frame, they redesigned their marriage mm -hmm. to truly be completely transparent with one another. Um, they also started playing more together because again, they had gotten stuck with children. They have children. And you um, get stagnant, don't yes. you? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it becomes, sometimes the marriage can become a little too safe, mm -hmm. which there's no like spontaneity. Right. So we add spontaneity and fun this is all part of having a friendship, all part of having oh, a companion. There it goes again. Yes. Love it. Exactly. So it all interacts. Um, yes. Um, so yeah, so so this couple recently sent me a text, you know, Happy New Year, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I said, how are you guys doing? And she's like, Gianni, we couldn't be happier. With your help, we transformed our marriage and it's really based on gratitude and transparency. So thank you wow. so much. So, you know, this stuff really works. It really does. If you put your, your, um, your commitment mm -hmm. to your relationship and you start um, seeing your partner as, a, as your friend and as your companion and start building that relationship with the right um, transparency, with yes. the right foundation of trust, you can get to the other side of just about any of the problems that you may be facing. Yes, and you both have to have a willingness mm -hmm. to come to the table and play, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes resolving these tough times can be, can be difficult. However, if your commitment is solid mm -hmm. to the relationship, anything is possible. All That's kind right. of healing is possible. So what, what are some tips that we could leave our listeners with that they can employ in their life today? My favorite thing that I give just about all of my couples is to create a list of mm -hmm. 10 things Ooh. that they each, separate, not together, find yes. fun. So any activity that they want to do in their, you know, in their current life with their partner or alone, 10 items on that list. Normally most of my clients come in, you know, or they have, done five very easily the other five they've had to research it's interesting that they it's they interesting can, yeah. they can get to the midpoint without having to research yeah. so if you need to research please research you can go on google you can go on meetup you can go on groupon you can find fine and exciting activities on groupon and find like um a discount yeah. can these them. things be bucket list items yes and they can be bucket list items as well yes oh, nice. for I like some, that. and it's interesting for some clients they already share a ton of stuff that they want to do and they just never really talk that much about it until they have a session with me and then all of a sudden they are coming in and like 80% of their list is mirrored by their partner and yet they've been doing zero, <laughs> zero oh, of it. Yeah. So this is why it's so important to actually have a dialogue, to 
you know, sit down and be proactive, create your list, ask your partner to create his and list. And have fun with it. Exactly. And then right? you sit down and, sh- and share your list and yeah. compile it together. And then go ahead and start checking some of those lists, those mm-hmm. things off the list. Go and do some activities together. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's correct. I also have a tip as well on how to reinforce trust and commitment. And so what I'm going to have you do is memorize the following statement. Okay, and we're gonna say it together. I'm gonna say it first and then we're gonna say it together. Okay. Okay? Memorize the following statement and you'll know when is the right time to actually say this statement out loud to your partner. Okay, the statement is the following. How can I support you? Question mark. How How can can I support support you? you? Repeat this over and over and over to yourself so that when your partner is in a little bit of a crunchy moment in their life and they don't know what to do, all you have to say to build deeper trust and commitment is say, how can I support you? You're not giving them advice. You're not fixing it for them. You're not telling them anything other than how can I support you in this? Saying this to them will create an environment for them to now trust you enough to lean on you and tell you, well, honey, you can support me by making me a cup of coffee first thing in the morning because Mm -hmm. you know I wake up really tired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or you can support me by not telling me how to do this or how to fix this, but by just listening. Letting your partner tell you how they can be supported builds trust and commitment. What do you think about this, Johnny? I love it. It's absolutely wonderful advice. Um, sometimes they'll just get a, I just need you to, you know, to send me a text throughout the day and let me know you're thinking of me. That's how you can support me to know that you love me and that this yeah. is, you know, we want the same things. I know. Believe it or not, the support that they need is so much simpler than we think. I know. It's usually, right? the, yeah, the it's answer is way more simpler. Simple. Yeah. So, um, so should we leave them with one last tip that they can employ in their life to reinforce trust and commitment? Um, what else do I want to give? Um, Obviously, the the main thing is also to prioritize each other. Oh, I love that's, that. Yeah, yes. that's so important. Yes, prioritize. You know, it's funny. I um, in in my practice, when I do help people with their romantic relationships, it's usually at the end of a divorce, on the other side of a divorce, mm-hmm. either all the way at the beginning when they haven't found someone. Or they, they're now divorced and they have to rebuild their lives, right? Mm-hmm. Life coaching always comes in handy in those, two, mm-hmm. those two times. But here's what happens. They come to me when they are at the divorce part of their, of their life journey. And one of the things they always say is, well, she put the kids first. Yes. Or I put my career yes. first because I needed to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you as... An anecdote to that, prioritize your partner in the now. 
Don't wait until something breaks down. That's correct. Prioritize them now. Put them first. Exactly. That means number one. You're each number one. Not the children, because that's the other thing. They'll put the children first. Major problem. Not a major problem. You need to put your relationship first, and in the and the safety of your relationship, your children then are safe. Yes, exactly. People have the misconception that the children must come first, and that is inaccurate. Mm -hmm. Put your partner and the relationship first which creates an environment for your children then to prosper that's right that's right i love it okay great so let's do a quick recap for wired to love wired to love and be loved part part two. two and it is almost valentine's and we are valentine's day and we are really hoping that you put these on your plate during your da- Valentine's Day dinner and discuss this with your partner because I know that they'll be excited to hear this from you. Yeah, so build a relationship built on trust. Yes, safety. Yes, trust and safety, which will then solidify the commitment. Stay committed. Stay committed. <laughs> and commitment is the action verb of love. It is a choice. And yes. choose commitment. Yes. And the three tips that we will leave behind for you to reinforce your trust and commitment. Gratitude is, and transparency. Love it. Love it. What else? Prioritize each other. Yes. Create a list of 10 activities within the relationship that you can do together or even alone, but mostly together. Yes. And memorize the following statement. How How can can I support support you? you? Don't forget this, guys. And as always, if you are looking to interact with us, please try to find us on social media at Passion Unlimited Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. You can look at our website, passionunlimitedpodcast.com. And if on any of the podcast stations that you were listening to this podcast on, go ahead and leave us a like and a comment and we'll be sure to get back to you. Yes, so please follow us. Share our podcast with your friends and family. Sharing is caring. Don't forget to share. Subscribe to our station. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And if you have any feedback or any other tips and tricks that you would like us to share in upcoming podcasts, please let us know at passionunlimitedpodcast at gmail.com and any of those ideas, tips, tricks, or strategies, or even show ideas, we will definitely look at those and put them in our upcoming podcast episodes. Sure, even their struggles that they're looking to get some tips on, that would be fantastic. Yes, and if you have a question or if you have a moment where you're like, I don't know what to do, Ah, I need help. Please email us, email us at passionunlimitedpodcast at gmail.com and we will answer your question on our podcast. Yes. So we just want to leave you with, yes, it is February. It is Love Month. It is Valentine's Week. All you have to do is show up and be present mm-hmm. to show your partner that you love them. That's right. And but like I said last in our last episode, just when you communicate, look into each other's eyes just as simple as that that's going to increase your bonding absolutely we love you (laughs) oh don't forget the french kissing we love you and we know that you will have an amazingly gorgeous delicious passion filled february and valentine's week we'll leave you for now this is coach Michaela. happy valentine's this is gianni bye bye talk to you soon Mm -hmm.